Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rich Eisen, your room is ready. Okay, thanks very much. (laughs) This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, he's going to get the jog around the basin! from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I do want to give you the floor on Shohei Otani and what we're seeing. I read an article this morning about, you know, Babe Ruth on the pitch and played the outfield in 218 games. And he said, you know, you can't do both. Well, Otani can. Earlier on the show, NBA analyst John Barry. Still to come, NFL veteran Jared Bunch. Giants running back Saquon Barkley. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen show on the air from Los Angeles, California. We're talking some football, people. Uh, I just, in the end of hour number one, named my five top five shrug emoji teams for the upcoming NFL season that starts nine weeks from this very day on our friends at NBC when Al, Chris, Michelle Tafoya, and the gang on NBC Sports will bring you Cowboys at Buccaneers. Oh, so close, man. Oh, man, so close. And the Shrug Emoji teams are like, we have no idea what they can do. They can be terrific and have a a terrific season and make the playoffs and maybe even win a game, or not at all, like the exact opposite. Not top five on the clock, but maybe top ten on the clock. Um, And those teams are certainly teams that you expect to do well year in and year out, but we just don't know that the offseason moves work. Do the plans that they make in the offseason moves, like, say, New England's um, free agent run, will that work? Will they be able to put it together? Can they make a run at the Bills or even the Chiefs and make a deep run? How good can Mac Jones be? Will he get a shot? Pittsburgh Steelers are another team. Another team. I mean, Big Ben, this could be his last hurrah. And yes. what will that hurrah be? I mean, that offense stagnated, to say the least, in the last quarter of the season last year, and the Browns just spanked them out the door. And they were the team who have been the undefeated the longest last year. They're the last remaining undefeated team. And um, they're a shrug emoji team. And so are the Bears and Packers. Yes, the Packers, we have no idea. If Jordan Love has got to start the season and and they lose two or three or three or four because Rodgers is making the Packers do what he wants them to do, that puts them behind an eight ball. Uh, that that might remove a 13-win season off the table even with an extra regular season game. Or he's there and he does what Tom Brady doesn't want him to do, challenge him for the NFC crown again. And then there's uh, the New York football giants. And on that regard, that's how we welcome in our next guest. Is he on the phone line right now, Chris? Yes, he is. 
One of my favorite players in the National Football League who I cannot wait to see get back on the field. He's a pro bowler. He is the offensive rookie of the year from back in his first year day. And um, he's now an entrepreneur uh, taking an ownership stake in a company called X2. To tell us about all of that is Saquon Barkley back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Saquon? I'm doing good, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing better for talking to you. I really am, honestly. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, for somebody who uh, ran all over my alma mater and relished every single yard of it uh, and then was supposed to play for the Jets but wound up on the Giants, um, I, I, I think you and I are still cool. You know, Saquon? No, definitely. Definitely, definitely cool. I would, say, I would say that for sure. Okay. Is your dad over the fact that you don't play for his beloved Jets? Is he over that yet or, uh, or what? Um, yeah, he's still he's still a Jets fan. Uh, he kind of he has a Jets tattoo because he's kind of stuck with that. Yes. Um, but he, he's a big Saquon Barkley fan, so uh, <laughs> he, he's rocking with me. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. We appreciate hearing all that. Uh, let's get right down to it, uh, Saquon. How are you? How are you feeling? Walk me through. I'm doing it. good. I'm doing good. Um, taking it day by day. Um, trying to get one percent better every single day. Okay. Um, and, and enjoying time. Obviously, camp's approaching soon. Uh, so enjoying time with my family and, and still trying to get the work in that I can, uh, you know, before things ramp up. Okay. So are we uh, going to be on the pop list, do you think, to start things off? Or are you going to just come back? Are we ready to roll? What do you got? What do you got for me? On that? Um, you so. know, those are conversations I actually haven't had yet um, so far um, with, okay. with the trainers and with the coaches. Uh, the focus is, you know, take it one day at a time and, and kind of go with the flow and, and listen to your body and listen to your team um, and, and listen to the trainers. Okay, uh, you're, you're aware that Joe Judge comes from the Belichick world, so he doesn't mind you talking about injuries publicly. Go for it. Unburden yourself. Tell me everything that's going on. Uh, I think I think I know better than that. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been in, I've been uh, NFL right. for a little bit now. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I think I learned a thing or two. Um, but yeah, Judge Judge is, Judge is an amazing coach. Um, does an amazing job. Uh, you know, all the coaches and, and, and during this process, you know, been very helpful. Um, not just only Coach Judge, but from from Coach Burns to Coach Garrett to all the coaches to all the trainers and and strength coaches in, in New York and nutrition guys in New York um, have done an amazing job uh, with me and, and helping me prepare and and uh, you know really listening to me and listening to my body. So um, I'm really excited. Obviously, season starting up soon, um, but you know only thing I can do is just take it by one day at a time and and keep that keep that approach. Okay, so uh, that one day at a time winds up at one point to the first week of the season do should it is are we going to see you i mean best you can tell when you're listening to your body right now does your body say week one of the nfl season saquon barkley um no you know my body tells me uh what's what's next for the next what's ready for the next day um that's the only thing i can do i i can't look too far um i gotta take it one day at a time um and, just, and keep that approach um and you know like i said i'm very fortunate enough to, to have an amazing team and amazing organization that you know that uh, is listen to me, listen to my body, and 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 is going to help me and do the right thing by me. Okay, and but your your quads are still as huge as as, as ever, right? It's still like the size of my waist, right, Saquon? Correct. Uh, my, my my quads are, are are pretty pretty good. Still. Okay, so you're ready. You're ready. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that. It's, am I am I often saying that that you're ready? No. Um, I can nor agree or disagree. Oh, you are just time. locked in. Wow. You're in mid-season form. You are, and you're like, like I'm. It's like I'm talking to almost like end season. I'm talking to week 18, Saquon. What do you think of the 17 week season that's coming? A 17 game season, 18 week season. What do you think of that? Do you like um, that? Idea? 
What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, actually, that's the first time I've been asked that question. Oh, um, great. To be honest, I guess it's the first time I'm really even thinking about it. Um, you know, it don't bother me. It is what it is. Um, it, it's it's locked in. It's it's happening. Um, you, you can't change it, so can't go out there and complain about it. Um, you know, I think it's another opportunity for us, another week for us to get better. Um, so keep with that mindset um, and take advantage of every opportunity we get. And with the added week, um, you know, try to do the, do the things right uh, whenever that week comes. Okay. So Saquon Barkley here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's Daniel Jones's mindset, best you can tell? Because this is a very big year for him. And, you know, we all know it's a quarterback-driven league. He has that ability that not many quarterbacks have in the league, which is to run as well as throw, be a dual threat. He can do that. We saw him damn near get uh, arrested, you know, pulled over for speeding when he ran that that one time that he, you know, obviously uh, <laughs> couldn't stay up because he was running so damn fast. What What is his – what is he – getting ready for do you think for this season best you can tell in his mind ready to roll for the giants um you know i really don't want to speak on speak for daniel but just knowing daniel um you know it's it is what it is his he has amazing work ethic um i think anyone uh you know in in the facility can see that clear as day um and he's a guy that's going to come into work and he's a guy that's going to lead you and he's a guy that's going to compete um so i think that's his mindset just come in uh try to get one percent better every single day and lead this team Okay, so um, what do you think for the for this season? Because uh, I, 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 you know, you guys could be terrific. I mean, you did have a season last year without you uh, that could have been uh, obviously so much better with you. And you, you know, we're expecting you to return. What are your expectation levels for the twenty twenty one season, Saquon Barkley? What do you have for me? On um, yeah, for? I mean, we we add a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, we have a great coaching staff, and you know, we have a a lot of great young young talent, a lot of great guys on the team. Um, but for me, it, it, it's, you know, take care of today and take care of these couple of weeks leading up to camp. Um, and then when we get into camp, do whatever we can in our, in our, in our best capability um, to prepare us for the season and to have the best season that we, we can possibly have. Micah Parsons is, might be filling a hole there for the Dallas Cowboys. Looks like you're going to be facing a Nittling Lion in the hole twice a year now, yeah, um, Saquon. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Um, you know, real close friends with Micah. Um, know him personally well. He, he's amazing talent. I uh, obviously hate to see him. Uh, hate that I'm happy to see him two times a year. Right. Um, but you know, Dallas did a major job with with that pick, and uh, I think for for years to come, uh, there's going to be a lot of positive things said about Micah Parsons and and what he's able to do and his talent on the football field. And Miles Sanders is in Philadelphia. The NFC East is kind of like you know, Penn State of football. It seems like right now to me. Yeah, Miles. Miles is you know. I don't get it. Miles don't get enough credit, um, in my opinion. Uh, he's a tremendous bat. Um, obviously, when you just study the game and you watch the game, especially being out for a year, you get to watch it a little bit more, um, not just only focusing on yourself within film. Right. Um, but like I said, he, he's amazing. Um, you know, the things he's able to do, and he has he can do it all. He can run in between tackles, outside of tackles. Um, and this year, I think he's shown that, that home run speed. Um, so I feel like people should start talking more about Miles Sanders. And um, if not, even if they're not, he's going to continue. Just continue work and uh, continue to make big plays for his team when he can. And then your teammate uh, from Penn State, Carl Nassib, had a remarkable announcement um, a couple of weeks ago that one day hopefully won't have to be made as an announcement. Uh, have you contacted him since uh, his announcement in Las Vegas uh, and becoming? Yeah, yeah. Um, I damn him and said congrats. 
um, and he was able to get back to me. Um, but, you know, I'm just happy for him. Um, you know, he found his peace. Uh, he, he, he's doing what he loved, and he was able to announce uh, what he loved. And, you know, like you said, one day, hopefully one day, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a thing where it feels that it, it needs to be announced. Um, it's kind of just expected. It's kind of something that's the norm in the NFL. And I think him and obviously with Michael Sam and years before and, you know, other athletes and other sports uh, being pioneers for, for people that um, if, if that's the way that they feel, um, they're able to come out and, and be able to just have no words behind it and just be able to play the sport that they love and live the life that they want to live. And quite an announcement during Pride Month in June, and there are people who are saying that Carl Nassib, by coming out and saying, I am a gay man, um, it could have saved lives, people's lives potentially. Saquon, it is pretty neat when you think about yeah, it's def- that. It's definitely, it's definitely neat. And, you know, for me, I, I didn't even think about it that way. Um, and, yeah, what, what he did was very special. And, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm happy for him and, and you know, uh, proud of him and, you know, that he, he was able to find his peace and come out with his peace and uh, continue to do the thing that he loves uh, also, too, and that's play football. Saquon Barkley, Pro Bowl running back, New York Giant running back, and now entrepreneur here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is X2? What is this all about, and why are you a part owner of X2, Saquon Barkley? Well, X2, you know, they got it all. They got powder, they got shots, they got energy drinks. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, um, you know, I I was – I'm able to be a partner with them and love them. I'm able to be a partner with them. Um, one, it got to be authentic. Um, you know me, and, and that's something that, that's big That's big with me. And I mm-hmm. feel like where the world is going to, but with that white space and why I think X2 can really dominate uh, is because the world is becoming more healthier. Um, and there's a healthier way um, for you to maintain energy, uh, help, help with your recovery, uh, help you get stronger, help you get better as an athlete. Um, and for me, that's something that's really important for me uh, with obviously coming off an injury and looking at my career and just wanting to, you know, sustain longevity and be able to play as long as I possibly can. You look for ways like this and you look for um, drinks like this in X2. Um, me personally, my favorite thing is, a, is the energy drink. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Fruit Punch. Mm. Um, but like I said, they, they have, they're just so versatile with everything that they're doing. Um, and also the biggest thing for being a professional athlete, um, and, you know, why, why I stand by is NSF certified. Um, and, and that means it's not tainted with nothing. You don't got to worry about nothing. Uh, you can go get your work in and be able to use your strength and not worry about anything that is coming back or, or haunting you uh, later on down the line. So uh, you are uh, in the ownership stake, and so is Kawhi Leonard. Is that a true story as well? The claw. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Levante David. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's others that that's also involved too. Um, and to be able to, you know, align yourself with the likes of those guys who, who are very special players and um, who, who, who've done a lot of great things on and off the field and the court. Um, that's also an important thing for me, too, is to be able to align myself uh, with those players and just know that, you know, this thing's going to be special and um, this thing's going to really help change the world. Any conversations with Kawhi? Did you, do you, have you met him? Have you talked with him? Or just the mere fact that you... Um, I've met Kawhi years before. Um, okay. Nick at Loden uh, Award Showcase, to be honest. Um, but no, uh, you know, after announcement, I have not been able to, to get in contact with Kawhi, but I'm pretty sure something's coming up soon where we're going to uh, be in contact with we'll, something about it. Are you saying you were slimed together? Is that what you were saying? Did you? No, nah, I, I didn't get slimed. We didn't get slimed, but okay. um, I, I would love to be slimed one day. So I, I think that's cool. And I remember growing up as a kid and seeing that happening. Oh, um, so hopefully one day that I can accomplish that. I think we can make that happen. Um, did I also see, is it, is it true that an investor in X2, along with Saquon Barkley, you, and Kawhi Leonard, is Adam Schefter, 
Did Shefty put in his hard-earned uh, American dollars into this venture as well? Saquon, is that true? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, he he, okay. he did. Well, that's um, that's but, where that's where my competitive juices get going. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> you know, um, if you're accepting money from Michigan, man. I mean, how how did I wind up on the X two pay no mind list? I'm the one who runs a forty. I'm the one who actually gets out there and shows off my actual physical skill set. Saquon, I think it's um, kind of a natural I I, fit. I think I know some some people really well uh, where we can to help you get on the next round. And also, I think you mm. need some some of the the powder shot, some of the shots. Okay. Next two before you take that forty next year to get you ready. Well, how much sooner? How how far in advance will I have to start something like that? Because I don't know, you know, I don't know if I really have the the year round mindset. I mean, I'm, I'm a Michigan man. I don't know if I've got the TB12 system thing in me. Maybe I should. But, I mean, you know, it's it's sim- it's simple. You can go to Subway, GNC, CBS, okay. Amazon. There you go. Uh, there's a lot of places where you can get it. Um, I know that 40 is big for you. It is. Um, and I think this could help you break your record so far. All right, Saquon. I'm going to take that to the bank. And literally, I might have to go to the bank to be part of this thing. <laughs> Schefter makes a lot of money. Um, all right. So uh, before I let you go, Saquon Barkley, I have the first overall selection in my fantasy draft. I choose you. We're good. Everything good? I take you. What do you think? Should I take you? My fantasy draft um, first overall? I, I, I mean, to be completely honest, yes. I would say one that's up to you, but... Mm. Um, if I was a better man, yes. I mean, I was told the best thing to do is better yourself. So I would say, why not? Okay. You know, I'm keep. T- I'm. I'm just trying to chop wood to find out from you if you're out there week one. I'm just all I'm trying to do. I'm just chopping wood on that front. So I'm taking you first overall in my draft, and I'm going to sit back and enjoy it immensely. Is what you're saying? Yes. Yes, I believe so. Saquon. I know so. You know so. I love it. Yeah. Hey, Saquon, thanks thanks uh, for everything. I always appreciate when you come on my show and we, we chop it up. And congrats on on entering, uh, you know, ownership stake of something that you love and something that uh, you can actually be about with X2. Congratulations on that. Thank you, boss. I appreciate that. Let's do this again soon. Let's do this again yeah. soon. Thanks for the call, Saquon. Take care. You bet. That's Saquon Barkley, Pro Bowl running back, number 26 in your program, number one in my fantasy draft. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So that's I just decided to, after coming through the front door, how you feeling? What's going on? How you doing? Yep. Uh, uh, what What do you think? Yep. And getting a lot of that, mm-hmm. uh, of just, what he said, how many, he just get 1% better, right? Yeah, each day, just get right. you know, better than the I day before. I just decided, screw it, I'm going to go right for, going to go right for pride. Fantasy football, do I draft you first overall? Because <laughs> everybody's going to talk about McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Understandably. Don't forget Saquon. Zeke. I mean. So don't forget Saquon. And he's just like, bet on, I'm, I'm a betting man on myself. He basically guaranteed it. So tweet it out. I guarantee yeah. I'm back and having a, a great season. Oh, I'm checking. No, uh, don't tweet that out. I'm checking some fantasy rankings right now, actually. Well, we'll do that in the commercial break. When we come back, a man who had a terrific column about MVP candidates for the 2021 NFL season. I have my shrug emoji candidates. He's going straight for the MVP. Let's talk more ball with Bill Barnwell, one of the best writing about the NFL from ESPN, coming up when we return. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Put your hands together for the most recent Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray, Oklahoma. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. You bet. You made the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're, you're not even. In, you're not even. Uh, I well, I don't even know if you're going to be in the league yet or not. <laughs> I guess we'll find that out. Yeah, we will. What did it mean for you to win the Heisman Trophy? That was a dream come true. I mean, it's it's still really hasn't really set in. It's weird. Um, you know, it, I don't say my life changed, but you know, just. Everywhere, everywhere I go, people notice me, um, stuff like that. So, uh, I, something I've always dreamed of, obviously. So, you know, I'm not surprised by any of the reactions and stuff like that, but it's definitely a blessing. Okay. And where is that trophy right now? I sleep next to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on your nightstand? Yeah. So, you, it's Good Morning Heisman every type, day? Yeah, tight. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's right there next to, like, there's a night table next to Kyler Murray's bed and the Heisman Trophy's resting Yes, right sir. Now. That's amazing. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and you've had it in your arms like you've been spooning with it by accident? No, no, there's no spooning. There's no, there's no Heisman spooning? No. And by the way, I would absolutely I you, spoon with the Heisman if I won the Heisman. I've only received, well, I have received the Heisman. It was asking for prom dates back in high school. I got the Heisman a lot. Oh, gosh. So like new, new fantasy high name? Heisman spooning? Heisman spooning is a great fantasy team name. Now taking part in the Rich Eisen Show Throw Challenge. Kyler Murray, is this the first NFL Duke ball that you have thrown? That's an NFL. Oh my God, you won't even answer that. Wow. Go for it, Kyler. Go for it. That's one. That's one. Here we go. That's two. Kyler Murray. That's three. By the way. That's four. Those are all Duke NFL footballs. Just wanted everyone to know that. First overall pick. First overall pick. That's four. That's five. These are the footballs Kurt Warner complained about. That's six. Oh, oh, oh. 
That's seven. Whoa. That's eight. Oh, my goodness. Here, let's get some. Uh, oh, no. Here we go. Keep going. I'm off. You got one more? Hold on, this is getting, this getting bad. Here we go. No, yeah, it's getting bad. You got seven for first seven. Good enough. Seven Good out of ten. Kyler Murray. Good to see you, man. Appreciate it. Congratulations, he won the Heisman and, it seems, the Rich Eisen throwing contest in the same year. That's a first. No one could ever take that away from you. You know, we've played that back a lot. It's the first time I heard when I said to Kyler Murray that I'd received the Heisman asking for prom dates. Here I'm going, oh, geez. <laughs> he made me work in that interview. He, I was trying to entertain. I, mean, I was trying to entertain. Wow. TJ, you know that from The Price is Right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, except here, except that was getting laughs, show. though. We're back yeah, here. Wow. Yeah, you were getting laughs in The Price is Right trying to entertain, huh? <laughs> All right, let's, we'll, we'll leave it there. You hear that a lot in the, uh, in the, news, in the news world, right? When they're, we have to leave it there at the end of an argument. Um, he's one of our favorite writers uh, covering the NFL, and we figured, you know what? We are nine weeks away from the season starting right now. Joining us back again here on the Rich Eisen Show is senior NFL writer from ESPN, Bill Barnwell. How you been, Bill? Hey, Rich. I, that just occurred to me when you said that, that it's nine weeks it is away. That. Yes, sir. That's staggering. It's a, I, feel like we're, I feel like we're months away until we get to, like, August, and then I'm suddenly in panic mode because the season's about to start. Why, you, why would that panic you, Bill? Why does that panic you? Why would you be panicked? So by? much work. <laughs> spreadsheets to update. I got to learn about all these players who are entering the league. You know, like, it's one thing to know about, okay, you got to know the core guys, and everyone knows the core guys. But yeah. to me, I, I got to make my money on the back of the roster. I got to know who that third-string safety is for the Cincinnati Bengals. And so... I have to figure out all this stuff, at least for the season starts. So I always say I'm going to start in February or March. Yes. And realistically, I always start right around training. Okay, so then that's that's an August thing. So I guess a July thing is you're going to go after the core guys. You wrote a, a terrific piece about MVP candidates in the NFL this year. I'll give you the floor. Who are your MVP candidates in the NFL for a season that starts nine weeks from this very day, Bill Barnwell? Okay. So, I mean, we can start with the obvious one, right? Okay. Patrick Mahomes, always going to be the favorite just because, okay. you know, of course, the numbers are going to be there. And the thing that comes to mind here, the thing that comes up with a bunch of these guys I'm going to mention here, is that we're moving to a 17-game season. And so suddenly, all these records that might have been in play in a typical year are really in play now because we're looking at that extra game. Suddenly, we might have the first 2,000-yard receiver in NFL history in 2021. We've a better chance of that happening than we had in prior years. We might have Patrick Mahomes set the passing record. We might have a running back like Derrick Henry set the rushing record. So I think if you're a record setter, you know, if you're a record setter at one of those spots, I think that gives you an edge and opportunity to be an MVP candidate. Maybe in a typical year, that might be harder. So Mahomes is the favorite, but then you go down the list. Someone like a Derrick Henry. You know, last year, 2,000 yards, didn't really sniff MVP candidacy, but if he could top Eric Dickerson's record, and he's a better shot this year than he had maybe in years past, I think the field opens up a bit. Or if someone, hey, let's say someone gets to 25 sacks. Let's say, you know, uh, someone like a uh, T.J. Watt or a Darius Smith has that great season, gets that extra game, and not only sets the sack record, but blows away the sack record. To me, I think that 17th game really opens up the field for possible MVP picks in the NFL this year. Okay, and now uh, your who's one A for you then, if it is not Mahomes? Because you know the Mahomes way it works. You know the way it works, Bill, is that uh, after a while, NFL media that votes on this sort of thing, 
I still don't get a vote in this sort of thing because I'm an NFL employee. The Associated Press thinks that I'm I'm biased, or uh, you know that I, <laughs> like Roger Goodell is going to whisper in my ear the the one time I am actually in his presence in a calendar year that you, how to vote, um, even though he's never told me a damn thing to say in my career. I'm gonna and I'm now off my soapbox. But you know the way that this thing works, um, Bill, is that people get bored. Like, all right, we've already done that. Like, we don't have to do it again. So mm-hmm. give, me a, give me a 1A, 1B, 1C here for you in okay. that regard. 1A, 1B, 1C. Right. I, I will go with let – let me give you three tiers of guys. Let me give you a, uh, a favorite with Mahomes. I, I think right up there, boring pick, but Tom Brady. I mean, a guy who's still playing at a high level. We saw with Peyton Manning a few years ago. In Denver, his first season, you know, very good. Um, some ups and downs, but by the end of the year, was kind of clicking in all cylinders. The playoffs were a bit of a mess, unlike Brady. But year two, that was one of the best seasons of Peyton's career, even at the end of his career, won an MVP. I think Tom Brady could have that kind of season in Tampa now that he's more comfortable in the offense. Everyone, I mean, geez, everybody's coming back from last year's team. You get Antonio Brown for a full season, he could suddenly be. Uh, I, I think a guy who, even though we know he's you know, a, a traditional favorite, could get that one last MVP opportunity this year. Second tier, I'm going to go with the guy you were, you were playing, in, playing us in with, Kyler Murray. I mean, a guy who was a hot candidate last year. He was. And after that Bills game, after that Hail Mary, I think everybody was talking about Kyler Murray as an MVP candidate, but then second half of the year, some injuries, Cardinals kind of broke down. Um, you know, his candidacy sort of fell apart, but... We know he has that upside. For for me, it's just, hey, can he put that together for 17 games? Can he stay healthy? Can the players around him stay healthy? And can the Cardinals win the NFC West? Because usually, realistically, you have to win the division for you, you to win MVP. And then I think the long shot, and, and I don't know what you guys think about this. Let me know how you feel. But Jameis Winston, um, a guy who we know, I mean, obviously, he has some problems. We know that he is a guy who can turn the ball over five or six times in the game if you give him the opportunity but, man, I love the weapons around him with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. It's a dominant offensive line when those guys are healthy up front. It's the one thing they, the Saints really did not get rid of this year is they really kept that core of the offensive line together. Um, and then Sean Payton, I mean, a guy who is maybe one of the two or three best minds in all of football in creating an offense. I, I have to think Jameis Winston, assuming he starts, which, again, is not a guarantee. Uh, I have to assume Jameis Winston is going to look a lot different from the guy we saw in Tampa. And if that's the case and they can win the NFC South, I think he could post some incredible numbers, and that could be uh, a guy who nobody's thinking about right now. But for me, kind of a long-shot MVP candidate. Bill Barnwell here on the Rich Eisen Show. If Jameis Winston wins the MVP of the NFL in 2021, if he is that guy, that would mean the Saints would have to probably get a 12-13 a uh, maybe 14 win season in a 17 game schedule, and then I guess Brockman, we'd we'd have to take bets on which member of the NFL media would be first to call Drew Brees a system quarterback. <laughs> you know, like I gotta guess. You know, I mean, that would be wild, Bill. That would be totally uh, wild. But I understand how prolific he was in Tampa. You know, and and all the interceptions, you would assume he would cut those down. And I, and and earlier on in the uh, you know in the show here before you joined, I had five shrug emoji teams for the NFL <laughs> season. Where you know you just don't know they could be playoff worthy and go on a playoff run, or wind up choosing in the top half of the draft in Vegas next year. And I was thinking of putting the Saints as one of those teams, 
but because you just don't know at that quarterback spot. But I just think that offensively and defensively, they are so rock solid, terrific that that Winston may just be plugged into that and and have have the best year of his career. You know, I yeah. really think so. I mean, look at what Sean Payton's done over the past couple of years with Drew Brees hurt. I mean, it, it's been Teddy Bridgewater looking really impressive with that Saints team. It, it's been Taysom Hill, you know, not being Drew Brees by any means, but they're winning games with Taysom Hill at quarterback. To me, I think if you give Sean Payton an average quarterback or maybe even a little worse than average quarterback and a competent defense, I was going to say he's going to win you 10 games in a 16-game season. I don't know what that means anymore, but he can win you 11 games in a 17-game season, somewhere nice. around there. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a winning coach. And I think that the Saints did lose some talent this offseason. I think you have to be realistic about that. But the core of this team, outside right. of the quarterback situation, is still there. And I think that, you know, you look at what he's done over the past couple of years, he's won games even without your free. So, you know, I, I think... They don't really have that floor to me. They don't have that floor of, oh, we're going to be a top 10 team picking in this year's draft. I could see them being, you know, 9 and 8, 8 and 9, maybe having an up and down season with Janus or, or Taysom Hill at quarterback, but I can't imagine them going like 5 and uh, five and 12 or 6 and 11. They just don't, you know, to me, I think Sean Payton's such a good coach that he sort of walks you in for seven wins to even begin with. Bill Barnwell here on the Rich Eisen Show, senior NFL writer for ESPN. Nine weeks until the season kicks off just on this very day for the NFL 2021 campaign. There's one name that I don't believe we've talked about yet or we haven't mentioned in the MVP possibility, and that's, I think, the hottest candidate that a lot of people are are jumping on right now, and that's Matthew Stafford of the Rams mm. and the situation that he's been put into. Of uh, The podcast that my colleague at the NFL Media Group, Peter Schrager, does with Rams coach Sean McVay for Simmons Ringer, uh, had Kyle Shanahan on this week, and it was it was uh, quite a conversation that they had where Shanahan was grinding tape on Stafford, and he found out that Stafford went to the Rams, and he kind of, you know, I think he cleaned it up for the podcast. I think it caused him to work a little blue wherever he was in the room when he learned about it because he's so <laughs> into Stafford. So uh, what do you think of all that? I, I'm intrigued. And I'll tell you what, the, the thing I worry about with the Rams is not really Matthew Stafford's ability. I, I really believe that he is an upper echelon quarterback with the right pieces around him. And we think of the Rams, that receiver, hey, you can't argue, right? I mean, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, um, Cam Akers, you figure playing a bigger role in the backfield. There's a lot of talent around Matthew Stafford, but same issue he had with the Lions is that it, are people going to be able to protect him? I mean, that Rams offensive line, not very good the past couple of years. They're relying heavily on Andrew Whitworth, who to me is one of the most underrated players in the NFL over the past 20 years, a guy who's you know been an upper echelon left tackle approaching 40. I mean, you know, it's not Tom Brady, but it's pretty close in terms of, you know, you're counting on this guy to be the guy he was years before, and maybe he will be, and that's great if he is, but if he's not, there's no plan B for the Rams. That offensive line to me is a problem. And you think about the defense, well, Brandon Staley left. He was an excellent defensive coordinator, turned around that team. They did lose a bunch of pieces in the secondary. Jalen Ramsey's still there, but a couple of new starters there in the secondary. And this is a team that does not have a lot of cash space, a lot of draft capital to work with. So they haven't been able to do very much in terms of adding talent to this roster. So to me, you know, when I think about what an MVP has to do, 
number one, put up great numbers. I think Matthew Stafford can do that. Number two, stay healthy. Matthew Stafford has had some injury issues the past couple of years. A tough guy. I mean, no one's arguing his toughness, but just at some point, you get hit a lot, you're going to get injured. And number three, when it comes to winning the division, I kind of think the Rams are in the same spot they were a year ago. Granted, they did you know, put up impressive season, but uh, I can see the offense improving a little bit with Matthew Stafford, a quarterback, but the defense simultaneously taking a step backwards. So to me, um, you know, I think Matthew Stafford's a viable pick. I could see him getting better, putting up big numbers, but um, there are other guys I like a little more than Matthew Stafford when it comes to that sort of, you know, those hot candidates. Like someone like a Baker Mayfield, I like more maybe than a Matthew Stafford. Bill Barnwell here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's have some fun here, Bill, because we just talked about that uh, Kyle Shanahan soundbite on Sean McVay, Peter Schrager's pod, um, talking about how uh, he was, you know, frustrated to hear that the Rams got Matthew Stafford because he was grinding tape on Stafford when he heard about Stafford going to the Rams. Begs the question, what were the Niners doing grinding tape on (laughs) Stafford? Now, that whole situation has been resolved because they got Trey Lance now. So, my question for you that's the setup is how many teams in the NFL do you think would cough up their current plans, regardless of who's there at quarterback, to acquire Aaron Rodgers? How many teams do you think there would be? Like, let's walk through it here. Literally, if you want to go team by team, we can. If you want to throw a number out there that you think, go for it. How would you want to answer that question? I'll give you the floor on that. Let's go division by division. Go for it. Let's go division by division. I think it's the easiest way to do it. AFC East? I don't think the Bills are throwing Josh Allen out the door. I Correct. think they have to at least have a conversation, but I think they're they're fully in on Josh Allen. Everyone else, I mean, the quarterbacks are getting tossed out. They're literally, you know, it, it's Lane Kiffin on the, uh, you know, on the tarmac at LAX in terms of those guys being left. Even even like the Jets, no, even Bill, the Jets who choose a kid second overall, they they choose that capital. They'd cough him up for Aaron Rodgers I mean, this late in his career? Like, that's what I mean. Like, there are a lot of situations, you know, where, sure, you know, you'd take Aaron Rodgers over a raw rookie, but you've made plans. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I'm I'm throwing in here into this mix. Yeah. You think I mean, they would? here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I know I grew up in New York. I know a lot of Jets fans. I, I, I think if I pulled 100 Jets fans, to me, the, the Jets fans I know, maybe they're not uh, the most accurate representation, but I feel like they're pretty hardcore Jets fans, I feel like 90 of them would happily say, you know what, we haven't had a quarterback like this for 30 years. And Aaron Rodgers might only have three or four years left. I'd rather live in that world for three or four years and and go with Aaron Rodgers than take another shot at Zach Wilson after we've seen um, you know, Sam Darnold not take that step forward, not be the guy who we were expecting okay. after we took him in the top three. Right. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it's not like he's coming off of a, a good year. I mean, he was the most valuable player in the National Football League last year. To me, I think, even if you have a guy, a prospect who you think is a sure thing, I think Trevor Lawrence, I probably wouldn't do it. But I think anyone below that tier, where it's not, okay, we think he is you know, a bona fide superstar for the next 10 years, and most of the league agrees with us. I, what, I think you have to go for Aaron Rodgers. What about the Browns? Do you think they'd, they'd, they'd swap out Baker for Aaron Rodgers oh, right now? Oh, boy. I mean, whenever I suggest the Browns might make an upgrade at quarterback, Browns fans get very angry at me. Okay. And I understand that Baker Mayfield is the guy who's going to ruin that jersey. I mean, the guy who is going to cause Browns fans to take that jersey with the 36 names of backup quarterbacks on it or the messes they've had at quarterback and cause them to throw it out because they finally have their guy in Baker Mayfield. But this is a guy, Baker Mayfield, who a year ago we were talking about as – 
a guy who might get replaced, a guy who was a mess, a guy who, you know, just capitulated under the pressure, capitulated behind a terrible offensive line. And last year, I, I thought he was very impressive. When things got right, right scheme, right offensive line, uh, you know, right coach, he was much better. But Aaron Rodgers is a, a scheme-transcendent player to me. And I think a guy who's been able to prove that over the course of the last 10 years, Baker Mayfield, obviously much younger. I don't know that he's that scheme transcendent player. I don't know if Baker Mayfield's going to be able to make magic happen when things aren't perfect for him in that offense. So to me, uh, with a, a roster that I think to, is championship caliber around the quarterback position, yeah, I, I would make that move every day. No kidding. What about uh, what are the, some other teams that might be fun here? to just throw in your direction? Because I don't think the Bengals would, right? I mean, they love Burrow, um, that they wouldn't make that move. I mean, Rodgers. the Chargers? No way. No chance. No way. You wouldn't no chance. Justin no. Herbert's even, my unicorn don't have, and don't touch him. You don't even have a conversation about it? No, I don't have a conversation about it. I wow. do not. Wow, okay. I do not. No, I do not. No, Herbert I don't touch. I don't touch Herbert. Um, you know, um, do you touch Dak? What about the Cowboys? Let's have some real fun here. What do you think? Oh, boy. Cowboys and Aaron Rodgers. We're just trying to get the uh, – trying to throw those eyeballs. I don't blame you. I mean, I I, I love Dak Prescott. To me, Dak Prescott is a top seven, top eight quarterback in the NFL. Um, maybe some of the people don't see him at that level. And we're just throwing the salary cap issues aside here. I mean, of course. This is just, no, no, no. You know, well, I mean, I, I think it, it might be apples to apples, Bill. I mean, you know, um, yeah. you know, with what, what Rodgers would want. I would imagine. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's not too far off. I, would I make this trade? Would I, would I, I would rather have Rodgers, I think, but that's the one where <laughs> I feel like I would have the longest conversation about it. I think for the Cowboys, I, I think you see Rodgers upside and, and Dak. I mean, I think Dak is a very high floor quarterback. Like, I think he's consistently very good. He's been healthy before, of course, last year, that freak ankle injury. Um, and I think he's gotten better over the course of his career. But I don't know that Dak has that sort of, you know, I'm going to go on the field and win the game and there's nothing you can do about it mode that Aaron Rodgers does. Uh, to me, I think the upside for Aaron Rodgers is the absolute, undoubted best player in football. We've seen that three times now over the course of his career. Dak might not have that upside in him. Dak is incredible. Like a, a super talented quarterback, but might not be the best quarterback in football at any time. So to me, I, I think you have to chase that if you don't think your guy has that. And to me, I, I would make that trade, but I would be a little petrified that Dak Prescott's a lot better than people are giving mm. him credit for. Last one for you, Bill Barnwell. Uh, who do you think the MFR was that Brady was referring to <laughs> on the shop? <laughs> What do you think? I'm beginning to think it was me. I feel like every quarterback <laughs> in the NFL has. Nice. But, oh, no, it wasn't me. It, was it wasn't not. me. I'm fine. No. I, I think it's the Bears. I, I, I think it was Mitch Trubisky. And I may not be the case, um, but I feel like the Bears are the team where I sat there last year and I thought, man, you have a great defense. You have a very talented receiver in Allen Robinson. You're maybe playing for your, you know, you're going to be coaching or GMing for your jobs. Go ahead and get Tom Brady. Give this a shot. You have the pieces around him. Try to make the money work. They didn't do it. And to me, I think, you know, uh, Mitch Trubisky, no disrespect, that guy who has, you know, pretty better than maybe people have given him credit for over the past year or two. But uh, a guy who I think everyone saw last year, and we thought, okay, the Bears are really doing this with, with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. Uh, I kind of figure that Tom Brady would be a much better option for them. So to me, I'd go Bears. I went Titans and Tannehill. Bill. Really? I think Tannehill's good. No, I, I know that. Of course he is. You know, and I, 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 this is not the way I view Tannehill and maybe not be 
Brady either, but you know, um, I, I I I thought the Titans were in on it. I'm you know I, I'm trying to sleuth it. You know, remember when um, Vrabel was uh, caught FaceTiming with Edelman and Brady at a yeah. Syracuse basketball game before the pandemic, and that I, I think the Titans were in on it, and you know they decided to stick with Tannehill and pay him, and um, instead of going with Brady, I think that that's the where. I don't know. The Bears just seem to be too pat. You know what I mean? And you might be right in the in the long run. I just don't know if Brady wanted to go to the freezing cold of Lambeau. You know? You know what I mean? Like that's true. Uh, you know, not that Tennessee is balmy in December, but I just don't. I don't know, man. That's that's the way I went with that one. That's the way. Let I me went. say this: mm. uh, if there was a uh, LeBron-esque special, a decision-esque special, yes. Where I had to pay sixty dollars, and at the end of it, Tom Brady would reveal who the MF was. I would pay sixty dollars for that in a heartbeat. Well, we know who the host would be for that because it'd be the same host, probably. <laughs> you know, let. By the way, I don't know if you're aware, Bill. Perfect, uh, uh, full circle. That it, that happened eleven years ago today. That That's decision. Crazy. I know. Oh wow. Thanks for the chat, Bill. This is fun. Let's do it again. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course, Rick. Anytime. You got that's Bill Barnwell right here on the Rich Eisen Show. You enjoyed that one. That, that was a nice piece of red meat there. Hey, who would want who wants Aaron Rodgers right now? Removing everything from the equation with the exception of you have to factor in your current plans. Who would ditch your current plans? It's not like who would ditch your quarterback because quarterbacks come with plans. Right. Perfect example is the Jets. There's a long-term plan here. They're not ready to win now. They might be ready to win in a couple years, two, three years. They're building it. There's a plan. They went and used their second overall pick on a quarterback. And a kid quarterback, to say the least. Definitely a kid. I think that whole question, by the way, gave me pause. I want to dive into that one a little bit more. Okay. About Because Bill says he knows a bunch of Jets fans. Well, yeah. I do too. <laughs> 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 Presence company included. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. We've come up with some, if you wouldn't mind, uh, some nicks and how many different degrees they are separated from oh, you. Okay. If would you we've got um okay. first one up is Carmelo Anthony. All right. With Kevin Bacon here. Uh Carmelo Anthony uh played himself in Eddie Murphy's 2009 comedy Imagine That. Uh hmm. and then with an, <laughs> an actress named uh Marin Hinkle uh-huh. who is also in Rails and Ties, a 2007 oh, drama yeah. directed by Allison Eastwood, Clint's daughter, starring you, Kevin that's, Bacon. That's only two degrees. So that's Me two, and Mello, Carmelo no Anthony. Idea. Two degrees separated from. from Hello, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> two degree. Yeah. You're a two degree guy. Here's another one kept for Kevin Bacon. Patrick Ewing. You wondering how many degrees he might be from you? Uh, I, I, I have no idea. Okay, here we go. Patrick Ewing played Ange- the Angel of Death in The Exorcist Three. He did. <laughs> Yes. I have to get that. Oh my! He he God. played it with Brad Dourif, who is a, an excellent actor, as we all know. Yes, uh, he played Christian Slater's brother in Murder in the First, nineteen ninety five, with Wow Kevin Bacon. Oh my gosh! So Patrick Ewing's Patrick ba- Ewing. Bacon number, if you will. I'm gonna walk out of here on a cloud. This too. <laughs> Got one more for you, Bernard King. Okay, he played Hustler in Fast Break, the nineteen seventy nine. Legendary fast break with Lawrence Fishburne, ah. who played Whitey Powers in Mystic River in 2003 with Moi. Kevin Bacon. Cool. Would you have guessed that no. Carmelo Anthony, Patrick Ewing, and Bernard King? No. Two degrees. No, I would have. I, but, but there is a long tradition of people in the NBA making terrible movies so <laughs> <laughs> but there are degrees separated from all of that uh, i got one more for you as well um this is personal to us here at the rich eisen show uh, we're going to go in, in in opposite direction okay okay you starred in apollo 13 directed by ron howard mm-hmm. uh ron howard and scott Bayo starred together on happy days and mike del tufo our sound man when he was a limo driver now audio engineer for the Rich Eisen Show. He once drove Liza Minnelli and dropped her off late night at Scott Bayo's house in Los Angeles. <laughs> I was a cast driver. Cast driver. So your Del Tufo degree of separation is three, See, in case is, you're wondering. This is the thing you always got to worry about with drivers. Is that, you know, you, you just want to go hang out with Scott Bayo one night. <laughs> and right down the down the road, you know, that just comes back and bites his head. <laughs> You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody's cool. Nobody just keeps it on the down low. Not on the DL anymore. No, sir. No, sir. One of our, one of the coolest guests in the history of this show. Happy 63rd birthday to Kevin Bacon today. Wow. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, so Bill Barnwell is like the Jets would... Trade Zach Wilson for Aaron Rodgers right now. Because we just went through a whole conversation with the senior NFL writer about, you know, which teams would jettison their plans, not quarterback, plans for Aaron Rodgers right now. Because, yeah, you want to swap out, like, you know, you want to swap out uh, a rookie quarterback for Aaron Rodgers? Of course you'll do that. Yeah, obviously. But if you've just chosen him second overall and you've made a whole big to-do out of it, like, do you think the 49ers would trade Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers right now? After everything they did, they just trade everything up because you, like, you've given up multiple first-round picks in the future for Aaron Rodgers, which is what it would take to get him, too. 
which is what it would take to get him, which is probably what they would have done to get him if he was on the market when they made the trade for Trey Lance. But that would never happen. The Niners would never, the Packers would never say uncle and trade him to the 49ers. But would they just, would they, because we're just removing, the only reality is the plans part, not like what it would take to make the, whatever Jedi mind trick, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, they'd have to pull on Brian Gutekunst, these are the draft picks you're looking for. (laughs) And he'd say yes to sending him to Green to San Francisco, which would never happen. I don't know if the Jets would do it, or should do it. Jet fans, he's, he 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 talks about Jets fans who he knows them. I know them. I know one right here, and I know tons of Jets fans who would absolutely say we've already taken Green Bay's disgruntled quarterback. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, <laughs> they we took Favre straight from Green Bay. So we're going to take the current version of the Favre, who's now in the role of Favre, take him. Same number of MVPs, same number of championships. Same number of years Same in Green number Bay. of years Correct. with the Packers. <laughs> we already did that. How great did that work out? There's now there's extenuating circumstances. Yeah, yeah. They're not the same human being. Yeah, you're a little snake bit. And that and that and that Favre was nearing the end of a career and did not look like Rogers just appeared on TV in Montana. Right? Right. That I, you would but Favre did have a season with Minnesota after the Jets coughed him up. Damn near won the Super Bowl. Made almost made it if he didn't throw it across the middle to New Orleans, the NFC Championship game. They're definitely Jets fans. Like, we've already taken that guy from Green Bay. Screw it. Let's go with the kid. In Joe Douglas, we trust. There's no question in my mind. And the question is, am I that Jet fan? And right now, the Jets aren't ready to win. And whatever you think, even if you think... He might be with Aaron Rodgers. Does if Rodgers is playing till he's forty four, and doing the Brady thing till he's forty four, then you have to do it. You'd have to do it. That's the question: Is he going to play like Brady till he's forty four? Does he want to play till he's forty four? Because then you're trading for somebody with six high functioning quality goat years remaining you're getting six left but i think you hit on the big question it's the want is the desire there does he want to play I, that, I, I, that age? I don't know I, I need to know the answer to that question it seems like brady that's all he wants to do is play football Correct. And maybe rogers the same way he's just a different personality he doesn't wear it on his sleeve he doesn't maybe. have an ar-12 system and anything like that right you know, also don't forget Brady, like he said at the in, in the match in, in one of the best soliloquies that I, I've I've heard from him. He's a late bloomer. Aaron Rodgers was a late draftee, but he could have easily been the first overall pick in a draft. But Rodgers you know, also honestly, went to junior college first. He did. No, I know that. He was a late bloomer in that respect. Yeah. Yes, that's correct in that respect. But still, in terms of the NFL, you know, we always talk about Rodgers. He waited forever in that draft room yeah. and that that created a fire in him. And Brady's like, hold my, uh, you know, avocado tequila. But Rodgers also Come waited on. three years to start. Brady That's waited. true, too. Brady waited one. Oh, man.
man. So if you're getting that guy, yeah, you get him. But will he turn into Breeze, which is like he hits 41 and he, Can't he has, throw a problem. Yeah. has a problem? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't look the same anymore? <clears throat> oh, is that the ultimate conundrum? Again, I, I think this is going to come back from the brink and, and, and Rodgers will play for the Packers this year somehow. Anyway. And then we'll kick that can down the road for a year and see, or two, see how it goes down. The 11th anniversary of uh, the decision. T.J. Jefferson has some thoughts on that. That'll be fun next. Mm-hmm. Giants trade it, right? Giants trade out Daniel Jones for him. The Washington football team will take him in a heartbeat. The Philadelphia Eagles would take him in a heartbeat. I think most teams probably, um, two-thirds of the league probably You does. know, well, let, let's literally talk about it. You know, the, the Steelers would take him in a heartbeat. Uh, the Ravens would not. The Bengals would not. I think they're going to stick with Joe Burrow. Even with his surgically repaired knee. Yeah. Right? I know Barnwell said the Bills would have a conversation. I don't think so at all. No, he, that he, thing's he a wrap. That, that's the MVP. guy. He was runner-up Josh MVP. Allen's the guy. That's it. And yeah. the same way that I'm like, <laughs> Chargers aren't going to have a conversation about Justin Herbert and get Rodgers in there. No chance. You know who would do that trade in a heartbeat? The Packers would do that trade in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Packers would say, yeah. First phone call, if they're saying we're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, would be Tom Telesco. Yeah. You want him? Because that's the quarterback we'll take back. And then jo- and then Jordan Love will be like, thanks for the thanks for the OTA reps. <laughs> yeah, where does he go? Honestly. Eagles. No, I know that. Fal- Falcons would do that in a heartbeat. Panthers would do that in a heartbeat. Colts. I think so. For sure they would do that in a heartbeat. Texans. <laughs> yeah. Texans, yeah, obviously. Well, everyone's drafting Davis Mills in the third round and saying, oh, we just like the guy. <laughs> you know, what about the Seahawks? Vikings. Seahawks. Boy, that's another one, too. Russ it seems is, like they're all good, though, now. Yeah, for the moment. For the moment. Rams. Hey, Rams. You nah. just got Matt. Uh-huh. I don't think so. Uh-huh. You got 10 years of Matt. I know. Well, I guess. Where you get six with Rodgers. Wouldn't that be the ultimate truth serum? Jeez. Moment. That pod, you mentioned the podcast with McVeigh. Yeah. And, and I, I've been listening to that the last two days. It is incredible. Of course, it Mc, is incredible. McVeigh's got a, a, a career in broadcasting whenever he wants it. Honestly, but not for thirty more years. He's maybe only- not, and he's got he's got he's got people who would never say things to another podcaster say things to him. Yeah, and Schrager's sitting there setting it all up. It's man. unbelievable. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show, right around the corner. <laughs> 